Okay, good morning. So as we approach uh, the last days for Rosh Hashanah, Mamsh tomorrow, so I'm going to continue called the soul of, the Sh- of uh, Rosh Hashanah. So last week I covered some of the Mamorim, some of the themes. I'll cover a few more now. And uh, obviously they're all connected with the, the Yisod, the foundational point being, as the Alter Rebbe writes in Ger Sakedish, Simeon that tomorrow, meaning Rosh Hashanah, before the sun goes down, the world goes into, uh, the worlds of the Arizal as well, the, word, the world goes into a state of sleep, spiritual sleep, like a, like a coma somewhat, In order to, and awaiting anxiously to uh, and anticipating its renewal, which will be through the tefillahs, the prayers, and Shefer of the Eden on Rosh Hashanah, because we're part of the process. I explained this a little last week, but more at length last week, just to sum up. So, Chassidus calls Halos Man, Halos Mayim Nukfin, is the Aveda that comes from the bottom up. That's what we do. That who's Mamlich, who crowns God as king, is the Ami, Melech Belayam. So, of course, Chassidus has the question then, really from Eitz Chaim, but so what happened the first Rosh Hashanah? Meaning, first the Abishta created the world, he created the human being. So, there is the expression, Allah Osman Meneyu Bey. Then the Allah Osman was within the Abishta himself, so to speak, Kav Yochel. The Debrist envisioned no, we know Nimlach Sadikim, but there was no Sadikim yet, so how could he consult with them? So the Ibrist envisioned the Lush and the Magid that gives the marshal of a father, even before the child is born, he can envision, he imagines what his child will look like. Now by the Ibrist, of course, his imagination is not just an imagination. It's a it's a reality. So the Ibrist envisioned, so to speak, what will be when they'll be Mishamis and they will do the Aveda. So that's called Halos Man This deserves its own conversation, discussion, what that means exactly. Because obviously, if the Ebrister can do that on his own, what does he need us? But clearly, it means it like gets, it launches so called existence. At the end of the day, it's Nisava Kodesh Baruchul, the Yisleis Baradir Tachtenim. It was the Ebrister's Taiva. Nobody else initiated that. So it all starts from one beta, from one creator. But the process is that after that, then the Allah is dependent on us. So therefore the Alter Rebbe says, that's why it is the tefillahs and shefer of Avedis uh, Adam, which in turn awakens Lamaila a new rotsen and a new tainug for Melucha. And as a result, you have the renewal, what we call Tiku Bachedish, Chedish, from also the word Chedish, there's a new unprecedented energy enters into existence that never was there before. And this is the classic concept in Siddhis of before every yesh, there's always an ayin, yesh, ayin, yesh. So essentially, the previous year, in this case, Tavshin Pei Gimel, would be the yesh that began uh, with Rosh Hashanah, Tavshin Pei Gimel. It comes to the end of the year, it goes into a state of ayin, aistalkus, and like I said, 
And then when we mamshchit anu, it's not going back to step to step one, to square one. It's an erechadus that never was here before. That's the new yesh, yesh ayin yesh, which is always a process of growth, which explains also why it has to happen this way. You know, why can't the Ebrish just be mamshich ha'el and goes for 6,000 years? Why does every year have to be back and forth, ha'istalkus and then hamshachet and so on? So in human beings, we need it because, you know, when you hire someone, you can't hire them for a lifetime because it may not work out. So you uh, have a contract that expires either end of the year or end of a few years, and then you renew it. But uh, Lamaila is not exactly like that. So the answer is because you want to have something new. You don't want it to be a, uh, just a continuous effort. Just like it says, the Alter Rebbe writes, ask Lekut Teda, why, um, why is it that we start counting every Sunday from day one again? It should have been one through seven, and then the next Sunday would be eight, and then the next one would be 15. In other words, the number should just continue. Why does every week begin counting from beginning? It's a good question. So in the secular world, the answer is it's just practical. It's not practical. So, the, so things are broken down by week. Nothing is happening some, on Sunday, exactly. It's just human beings have to create some type of invisible structure. So we create a Sunday, a Monday, and so on. And every week begins a new week. A month we can all understand because it's the cycles of the moon. So every new month means a uh, new moon. But what about weeks? And the Altareba answers that it's not the same thing. Time is energy. So Sunday is the energy of Chesed. And Monday is Gvura. All the way through so- Friday is Yusayid. And Shabbos is Malchus. Shabbos Malchus. So once the cycle ends, you start again from Chesed. In other words, Man is constantly repeating itself in the sense it's a cycle. So it's not just flowing. Or in the Lashon of the Zayah, why does it say, It should have said, in day, in, During six days, God created. Not, in, not six days He created. It's missing a word. So the Zayah says, because that's where the Shem created, was the Sheshis Yom too, the six days. Every day has its purpose. So you see from this that Zman is not just a flow from Ovar, Heva to Osid, it actually is a cycle, or be, even better, a spiral. Because it returns to the same point, but not exactly to the same point, because it's on a different axis. Which also explains why birthdays and what all the Yom Tevim. That's not just, you know, why, why that day? Because on that day, there is that energy. So Rosh Hashanah has its unique, so-called energy. Same thing with every person's birthday. You're not just remembering because you were born that day so many, so many years ago. It's on that day is a repeat of whatever was going on, the, the so-called the chayis, the keiches, the, the what called in English the energy of that day. Okay, so that gives a, a somewhat of a summary of the etzem mohus of Rosh Hashanah. So I'll go, go over now is to a few things that I did not discuss. Number one is that um, that this year there's also something unique: Shabbos. Shabbos. So I want to discuss that. Um, the Rebbe said there was always, he would first talk about Rosh Hashanah or about Aninya Bechal, then he'd talk about the Kviyas. So this is uh, a central point, and Halacha for sure, because of the Gzeri the Rabbe, that due to Shvus, because the fear that people may carry the Shefer, because not everybody's a Boki, not everybody's a Boki in Hilchus in in uh, Shabbos and so on. 
So they may carry the shefer on Shabbos. So the gzeda was made b'zman b'ayesheni that we shouldn't on shefer. Which of course is the Alter Rebbe as a maimer yomta sharoshon l'kutetera, and you've probably seen almost all the rabbeim. Not almost. I think every rebbe has a maimer like that, at least one, where they all the big question: What does that mean? Do takzeda takona because of kalidas or amaratsim? They take away a mitzvah sesa that I said from from Klal Yisrael, <coughs> which is Shabbos. You couldn't find some etzah. So clearly, there's something more going on here. So we'll discuss that. Uh, obviously, technically speaking, in Zman is by position at least, they did blow sound shefer because in the in the base amigdosh uh, there, there was not this chash. And Zman Bayesheni, the Alter Rebbe talks about that, but that's when the Gzeli began. So it's mashma there that that already in Bayesheni they were also not sounding the shefer. So how do you explain this? So briefly, all the Maimorim, every Maimor has a little different take on it, but it essentially comes down to one thing, which is a central principle in Yiddishkeit Bechlal, and that is that we're never deprived of anything. If we say you can't blow Shalom Shefer, whatever the reason is, means that it's not like we're missing something, it means that we're getting it in a different way. The Rebbe would very often speak about the days when you don't say Tachnun, it's not like you're missing Tachnun, it means that day is Mamshech Tachnun. You know, that when we say on Shabbos, you don't put on film. So it's a missing mitzvah of film. No, Shabbos itself is the us, is the sign. I mean, Shabbos is mamshach. What film is mamshach? Which, by the way, just, uh, I think one of you asked me this question last year. You know, people ask the question, you know, they often get why a woman can't put on film. You know, uh, why not? I mean, we have, of course, the, 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 we have... Michal Bashal, we have the daughter of Rashi and so on, but those are exceptions. So I was once asked this question in a somewhat of a controversial setting. So, um, so I said, you know, on Shabbos, do you put on film? No, why not? Of all days of the year, week, when's the best time to be Meshabed Halev Meach, which is the mitzvah of film? The best time is on Shabbos. It's the highest level. The answer is, the technical answer is because we already have an us. So what's so you have three aces. So it's, you have two aces on every day, uh, signs. So, so what's the big thing? You put on full Nashab, you have three signs. No, because when Shabbos is Mamshah, call Hamasiv Gereya, you don't need to add. And the answer is because Shabbos is the Hamshach of Phil. What is Shabbos? Shabbos is Malchus, Malkus, which is Nukfa. It's the level of the feminine energy of Malchus. Levonim. So I say, so a woman is all weak. She has a certain Shabbos quality. It's not the Pshat that she's deprived of it. It means because she has it already within her. Just like you say, Isha can demand the Mila Damya. It's not something that's a missing. It means because she has it. Damshach, whatever it has to be, Damshach. And it was very interesting. There were a few women that came over to me afterwards who were very big feminists. Today they're a different world, but... Not, I don't mean in another world, I mean to say they've changed their lives dramatically, but it was a big part of it was that conversation I had with them because they never thought of it that way. You know, you always think of it like you've taken away something from someone. So to apply the same idea, Shabbos and, and, and Shefer, it means that the reason there's Exeda is not because Exeda is the technical, uh, how it manifests technically, but the Abishta would never have made a situation that a because of Amaratzis or Kalidas or people who don't know the Allahis, you deprive someone from Shefer. So the real reason is because Shabbos is Mamshuk or Shefer is Mamshuk. 
And what is that Amshach? So let's talk about that Amshach. The language of Kabbalah that Chassidus quotes is that Shefer is a level of Bina, and previous Bina is connected to Atik, to Tainug. That's why Shefer is Mamshich Rachamim. Shefer has all the powers to be Mesakin Pugamim, the wounds that are a cause of people's transgressions, and also to reach in the deepest parts of Lamaila. Shefer's Shefer Shal Ayel is Bina. Shabbos is also Bina. Lamata Lamaila. It's Malchus, but if you go Matla Ma'elish, Bina is the last of the spheres, you don't count Chochmah. And there, Shabbos is also Bina, or to put it in more practical terms, Shabbos is Tainuk, Enik Shabbos. V'karosha Shabbos Enik. So Shabbos is the Amshacha, essentially, of the Enik of Shefer. So why then do, and I'll explain this in a minute a little more, what that means. So why then do you sound Shefer in the Beis Amigdash? So the language of the Alter Rebbe is because there are many lab dargas in Enik. Regular Enik, you get every Rosh Hashanah through Shefer and and Mechuslaritz or Bigvulin outside of Eretz Yisrael. You are Mamshichet on uh, through Shabbos, but in the Beis Hamikdash, everything is of course on a higher level, and there you could be Mamshich even a higher level of Shefer that is not Nimshach through Shabbos. So deeper, deeper level of Enik. Bisman Bayesheni because it was a Yerida already, and the Gilead Kus was not in the same level, so that's why the, the, the Gzeida was Chal, and therefore, they don't sound the Shefer, they are Shabbos and Mamshel of the Sinyan. So let's talk a bit about this thing called Einig. It's a big uh, question, Chal. I'm sure you learn the Chassidus, Tainu, Ratzin, Atik, Arich, and I find, all the way back from my Yeshiva days, it was never explained, what does this mean exactly, Tainu, Ratzin? You know, people, Chachma, Bina, Das, Pretty much, is, uh, everybody. I mean, say it's not. We don't necessarily have perfect understanding, but it uh, makes sense. Chachma is uh, the a conception and the kudah. Everybody knows you get an idea falls in your head, like a flash, spark. Chachma, being you flesh it out. You take the idea and develop it in details. You know, similar to like Mishnah and Gemara. So Mishnah it's a kudas, Gemara it's elaborated upon, and thus is uh, the, either the conclusion or the hiskashrus, the words of the Alter Rebbe Tanya. The connection, the, the, the binding to it, the hakoda, the hargoshech, so this has different ways of explaining that. But when we come to Tanya and Rotson, so the usual translation everybody has is Rotson's will, right? And Tanya is pleasure. So what's the first place we look at when we say will and pleasure? We look at ourselves. You have all kinds of ritzenas. There's a lot of things you like to do. There are a lot of things you want to do, I should say. You want, you want to take a walk. You want to eat a meal. That's Rotson. And Tainug is when you have pleasure. You can have pleasure from a good piece of, uh, a good, a good piece of food. You can have pleasure from uh, a pleasure. There's Ruchnizdika pleasure. There's all kinds of Tainug. pleasure from listening to Tainigan. That's our usual take on it. But if you think about it, that's not really adequate. Because when Chassidus talks about Rotson and Tainug, it's not just talking about two things that we happen to have. We talk about it as keches makifim. The whole point of Rasen and Tainug is that it's keser, and it's higher than chachm. So how do you, how do, how do you have that, how is that explained? So again, the next stage of explanation is that before the Ebeshter created chachm, or his maitzel, his netzal chachm, he had to have a rotzen lechachm. That's keser. The rotzen, the Ebeshter first wanted something. You can't build a house if you don't have a rotzen. 
Chassidus even brings that times that the person, there's even an illness called mania, I think the Chassidus uses the word, where everything is working inside a person, but they don't have a rots. They simply have no will. So there's a discussion what that means. Is that a person who's depressed? Like some people just say they, they, everything is working, but they just wake up and they're just not in the mood. I don't mean not in the mood to the point that, you, that even you can't force them because they're just not there. Or some people say, it's like what the, the today's medical terms, it would be like everything is functioning, and you want, and, but, but the nerves are not communicating properly. The mind is not communicating properly. You know, some people, Rahman al-Islam, suffer a stroke. They say they want to move their hand, but they can't. So sometimes there, so some, so something, but the Ratzin is being, is, is, is a hefzik between the Ratzin and the Pu'ula. However you explain it, but the point of that would be, so Ratzin is the Ebrister's desire to do something, and what he does, so the Ebrister first had to have Allah Beritzene. He had to first arise in his desire to create, and then he creates. Same thing by us. The Ratzin, before you do something, you have to want to do it. Tainug is even deeper, because tainug means that the pleasure that drives the rots. Like, why do you want? So, of course, there's a whole discussion in Chassidus and Samachvav and other places, which is higher, rots than tainug. There's a sometimes like this, sometimes like that. I'm not going to go into that right now. It's not so relevant here. The Rebbe, however, does have a lot of explanation on this. There's a lot of tzetlach notes that the Rebbe wrote. There's also a same asich of Ayeshev. If you're ever interested to... A very interesting chidushim from the Rebbe, Pasha Vayeshev, Tavshin Lamed Zayim. The Rebbe answered then questions that we, were, we asked um, about the Favreng Yutas Kislev, about Rotson and Tainan, and the Rebbe spoke about it. And there the Rebbe made it very clear that after all the Shakvatari, Rotson and Tainan, Tainan is higher. There in certain areas, Rotson sometimes, like we say, what's higher? Um, Tater or Mitzvah. So in some places it says Mitzvah is higher, some places it says Tater is higher. But then the day, or the the Tainug is higher because Nesava, Kodesh Baruch, everything begins with Nesava, and Nesava is a language of, 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 of Tainug. It doesn't say Nesratza, Kodesh Baruch, Uliyas, Leis Baruch. The Rebbe explains it there. It says Nesava. So Tainug ultimately is higher than Rotson. Obviously, we have the concept of Rotson as in Rotson Tam, or we talk about the Debs Shtek, Acholab, Machshava. But even there, it says there's a Tam, even for a Tam commerce. For, for Ratzin. Bottom line is, these are two forces, Ratzin and Tainuk, that are within the Mashpia before he's Mashpia. Now, you could ask the question, what is this all only Geitos? Mainaf Kimina. It's very nice dissecting how human beings or how the Ebrister works, but there's a deep reason for this. Because there's a big Shaila in Kabbalah Chsidis. So Shaila, I'm sure you've heard and uh, expressed in different ways. And that is, at the end of the day, the Beira and the Nivra are two opposites in every possible way. The Ebrister is a creator, we're a creation. The Ebrister is Bleakvul and Ainsof, and even beyond Bleakvul and Ainsof, we are Gvul. The Ebrister is Mitsiusim Atzmusay. The Ebrister is the Mitsius comes from within his own Etzan. There's no Eindover Eses Atzme. Everything else has a market. There's nothing in this world that doesn't have a market. Every one of us have parents, parents have their parents. Goes all the way back to the beginning. So there's, no, there's almost nothing in common between us, the Beira and the Nivit. So how could we have a relationship, Bechla? It would seem to make sense. The only relationship we could have is like an Eved and an Oded, like a master and a servant, or a Melech and a, and a subject, a king and, a, and his subjects. But there's nothing in common. 
So, so you could ask the question, maybe there is nothing in common. And the Abish, for whatever reason or no reason, we don't know, Nisava, he wanted to still have a creation and we should do Tere Mitzvahs and he gives him Nachas Ruach. We'll never understand how and what. But, 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 but now that, the, especially in Primus Atere, especially in Chesidus Chabad, is not sufficient for two reasons. Because number one, there's mitzvahs in the Tera that are not just mitzvahs maizis. If it's an Eved and an Oden relationship, and there's nothing with that, Oden, Eved does not have to have any feelings for his Oden. He just follows orders. So then we should have only had mitzvahs, follow orders. But we have mitzvahs like Vahavtas Hashem Lekecha. And we have mitzvahs V'yedayta Hayyim V'shavesha Lebavecha. And we have mitzvahs Da'asa Lekeavicha. And Laman Tira, Yiris Hashem, Avis Hashem. These are, these, are, these are more than just you, you give an order to a, to a servant. These are relationship mitzvahs. How could you have avid to something that's infinitely distant than you are? So that's number one. Number two, the way the Abishta created us, he then should have created us like animals. Insects never ask this question. They have no relationship. The distance between us and an insect, the Abishta is much more distant than us. And insects don't have seichel and they don't have midas and so on. Why did they to create us with all these uh, faculties that cause us to think and cause us to question and, of course, free will and so on? In other words, we were created with Selim Elikim. That's the additional point. And that changes the whole equation. That means it's not just a relationship between two opposites. There's something in common. The Ebrist made that there should be something in common. He didn't just take Vayikach Hashem Elikim as Ofer Min HaDoma, but Vayipach Ba'apav Nishmas Chayim, the words of the Zoya Tanya Perik Beis, Betechi Yusei Nofach, that Chelik Elikam Emal Mamish, that Nisham is Bedug Melayla, Adam Elayin, Tzalamid Musa, Katzameinu Bitmuseinu, that we have something in common. <coughs> why, why is this so relevant? Because that changes the whole equation. In a way, this is the Yisod of Chassidus Chabad to understand now how do you build such a relationship. So understanding that the Ebeshta has Rotzen and Tainug and Kechis, Chochma, Bina, Esos, is a critical component because without that, we have no relationship. In other words, we can look at ourselves and say, ah, oh, I have Chesed. So from that I learned that the Ebeshta, about the Ebeshta is Chesed all the way in Chesed Avatzilus and higher. I have a Rotzen that teaches me about the Ebrish's Rotzen. So what Chesedus brings quite often, the Rebbe explains it many times, says, Machusad Arekeim, Machusad Rekiah, regarding Rosh Hashanah What does that mean? All these Mishalim and Medrash, Kemoshal, Melech, Basav, Adam, hundreds of times, if not thousands of times. So the obvious question is, what do you mean, Mashal, Melech, the Ebrish is like a Melech, Basav, Adam? Berach. So the answer is no. He created a melech, basav adam, to give us a taste of what melech malchem Amlochem HaKadosh Baruch Hu is like. So everything Lamata is really kagavna, is a, is, a, is a moshel, or a dugme, or a hishtalshlis from what is lamayla. So basically, David could created the world like this. One second, created a whole world. Why did he need six days to create the world? What? You ever thought about it? Try, try creating something. A person who can't create can't do it in 6,000 years. Six days is not going to help. You know? And if you could create, you can create in one second. 
So why did Abish stay through six days exactly? What did and then he ran out of energy and then goes to rest on Shabbos? Obviously, that's not the Pshat. It means, because he created, like I said before, six days is the order. He wanted to create a structure, a structure that should make sense to us. Of course, he could have created Yeshmain, the whole thing. The truth is, he did create it that way. Bereshit Barur Rashi says everything was created right then, and then each day it comes out, but the point being is that he created a structure that we, us human beings right now, can take from our own anatomy, our own beings, we can understand godliness. That's a chiddush. It's a major chiddush. Because says, he could have not done that. So all the discussions of Chassidus about what is Ratzon and what is Tainug is really coming to explain how the Ebrist is showing us, I didn't just create the world. First I had a Tainug, then I had a Ratzon. And then the Ratzon turned into a Chachma and a Bina and a Das and a plant. And that's how we also create. You want to build a house, you want to build a business, anything you want to do. What do you do? You start first with what's your Tainug in it, what's your Ratzon. And then comes the next levels, the plan, the Chochmah bin Adas, the Midas, and so on. So with that, let's go back now to Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah, we say, is the Chiddush from the level of Tainuk and the Rotzen, the Melucha. We're going back, so to speak, to the engine room. The whole year, the Ebrist already made the decision, the Tainuk and Rotzen, we're building, the, the house is there. Now we have to live in this house, and we have to do the Aveda to keep up the house, meaning the world. Make a dili b'tachtein. Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah is a day when everything is chazel Musay, back to the original place. So it's really a gift because it means Abraham is saying, "I'm allowing you back into my innermost, if you want a lack of a better word, my innermost super consciousness, my deepest place where I planned it from the beginning." No, it's throughout the year you can connect to me on the level of let's call it the workers' level. You know how I'm implementing it all. Rosh Hashanah, you're able to access all the way to the Tainu. And that's why he gave us a special mitzvah called Shefer, because Shefer is, has the power to pierce the heavens, and they've invested in it of certain power that is able to go through all the levels. Usually, Avedis Hashem, Apitam Vedas, you learn Teda, you have Aves Hashem, Yiris Hashem, Midis. And then you bring it down to mitzvahs. Teira Veda, Milas Chasodim. Mitzvahs is all the mitzvahs, but all these, all these are connecting to implementation through Teira Mitzvahs and, and through Teira Tfila and Mitzvahs. Then Rosh Hashanah comes that you're connecting to the Ebrister not through the actualization of it, but back to the source. Back to the source where you can actually have access to why the Ebrister's very desire for it. Now, sometimes the long which Chassidus brings in these Maimonim is that there are times you connect to the Rotzen Hashem and sometimes you connect to the Baal HaRotzen. You've heard this expression, especially around Shuva. So the Rotzen Hashem is what he wants us to do. Those are the, the mitzvahs, the rots, the tzainas. But then there's the balharots, the one who actually wants it. When Moshe was asking the Abraham for forgiveness through tshuva, he was going back to the balharots. 
That's not so easy to do, but we have access to do that. So Rosh Hashanah is going back to the Rotson Hashem, and even more that, to the Tainuk. So you're able to go straight into the end room. And Shefer has that Tchuna. Every mitzvah has its Tchuna. Shefer has the power to do that. That's why you see blowing Shefer doesn't have anything to do with Seichel. I mean, yes, you need to have a little Seichel, the Chochman training to sound the Shefer. But the very mitzvah itself is not using your mind. You're not learning Tehri. You're not, not Igiyas HaMeach. It's not Igiyas HaLev. It's not, it's not a mitzvah of, that's a mitzvah Taluya Balev. It's a Maisa. And in a sense, it's like a Chok. It's a Chok because why Shefer? The Ebersheh could have made something else. So it's really going to what Chassidus calls Lamayla Metam Vedas. What's Lamayla Metam Vedas? Keser. So we're accessing that our relationship with Hashem is not just with Hashem's Chochmah, Bina, Das, Chesed, Gurit, Teferes, Netzachet, Yisrael, Malchus. It's a connection with Eberstah's very Rotzen. If you want another Eberstah's very Eberstah's Etzem. Now obviously both Rotzen and Tayyong are not Etzem Mamish, so this explains, but it's closer to that and they reflect the Etzem more because you want to know what you're like. You, you can know much more what you're like, not from what you do, but what you want. You know, if you want to get to know somebody, you don't just look at what they're doing. There are people doing a lot of things. People work in different jobs. And you'll ask somebody, tell me, you're, is, is your Etzim Mahus a carpenter? Your Etzim Mahus is a computer programmer? A banker? A lawyer? A shliach maybe is Etzim Mahus. But most people's jobs don't reflect their Etzim. It's what I'm doing. Even an artist. You make a piece of art. Does that piece of art reflect his Etzim? It may reflect part of who he is, but that he's also a father and a husband, and he could be a hundred other things, a Talmud Chochem. Ratzon, on the other hand, is not defined by a specific thing. It's what you want in life. And Tainug even more so, what gives you pleasure, what gives you what to, These are what's called Kechus Atzmim, or otherwise known as Kechus Makifim. They reflect the whole nefesh, not a specific aspect. Chochme reflects your Chochme. Bina, your Bina. Ratzon and Tainug reflects... You're, you're more or less you're the, the entirety of the same thing, Lamaila. If you want to know what Ebishtah wants, he wants a dira b'tachten. How? The details is tayag mitzvahs. But that's already details. That's the pratim. The klau is ratzen and tainuk. So Shefer is able to take us like an express train straight to the source. And that's what gives us the power to be me'erid the ratzen l'malucha b'chadosh. The chidushim that I was describing before, the, a new world. New energy, new possibilities. So that's, that's what Shefer is. That now Shabbos, Karasal Shabbos Enig, Shabbos is the same idea. Not quite once a year, every week, but what is Shabbos? I mentioned before, the Ebrishtas created the world, created the world six days. Then it says, Riyema Shabbos, Shabbos and Menucha, Shabbos etc., etc. Vayish base. You know, so you learn like a child, it sounds like a God got tired and then he went to rest. Obviously, that's not pshat. It means, in the language of uh, Chazal, or from Zayar, that lav urchen the is lav urchen When the Ebershah creates the world, he's involved in something that's not rotsen and timing of elokus. He's involved in the creation. He's building. It's like building the house. On Shabbos, the Ebershah goes back to the mocker of it all, the tainuk of it all, why he created the world. And that's why we emulate that. The same thing, six days of the week, our mitzvah is to work. And as the Sifri says, 
that it's a mitzvah sesa to work as well. People think it's only a mitzvah to Shabbos, but it's also a mitzvah to work. And then comes Shabbos. Shabbos, we, as it is Lamaila, it's a day where it's not a day to be involved in material activity, whether it's business or money or travel or whatever material, the Lamites Malachis. It's a day to focus on the purpose of it all. The purpose is what? That it should all be elevated to Telekus. That's why Shabbos is the Tainug that comes both that precedes the Aveda and that follows the Aveda when you finish the job. Like when you finish building a house, you have a certain pleasure from the conclusion of the project. So Shabbos is essentially the Amshach of Einig, just like um, Shefer is. And that's why when it comes Shabbos, Shabbos is Mamshach what, what, um, what Shefer is. But we all said, like I said before, when you talk about Ein Sof, there's no limits to how much Einig there is. Based on Migdash, you're able to Mamshach in a higher level of Einig. So how do you explain that? So that's not, that also can be explained by Psari All of us, I'm not, I'm not talking here about Groba uh, pleasures or, or uh, things that Chachmon al-Islam But even in physical things that are mutarim, Dvarim mutarim, you know, you have pleasure in something. It, there's always a deeper reason why do you have pleasure in this. There's a pleasure, in other words, behind the pleasure. Like when you say a pleasure, some, someone there's a, a science, scientists try to understand why do we enjoy certain foods. Why do some people like this food and other people like this food? Why, some, why are we drawn to things that are sweet? So yeah, it makes sense. Something is sweet. It's, it's sweet to the tongue. It feels good. But what's going on here? What's, what's inside of us that's being triggered when something gives us pleasure? Every type of pleasure. So today there's all kinds of terms, dopamine and the serotonin and all kinds of chemicals that the brain releases. You know, recently I was reading that when somebody smiles, Pasha Begashmi's, even if it's a fake smile, the way your mouth turns generates chemicals in your brain. It makes a person happier. Yeah, it confirms what it says in, 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 in Chazal and Chassidus. A smile. That's why the Rebbe brings from Zehar many times when people write to the Rebbe about Atzvus. So the Rebbe says, remember what the Zehar says, that when you show a Pony Matzovis, Lamata reflects that way, Lamayla, Kemara Odom, Kemayim Aponim Laponim. When you, show, when you show upon him seicher case, <coughs> meaning simcha lamato, it brings simcha momayla. There's a lot that's discussed on this. So you see that, there's, that a physical pleasure is never just a physical pleasure. There's always a reason behind it. So from that alone, you know instead this, that tainuk is a tainuk shebet tainuk and tainuk shebet tainuk. So when you think about it, why is the Ebrish to have pleasure, for example, from the Aveda of what this brings in uh, Boslegani, from... Um, there's this particular pleasure in that. Succidus brings because it's like a tzipur medaberes. You know, you don't, you don't get excited by a regular bird, but a bird, you suddenly see a parrot speaks. It's a chiddush. To take darkness, to turn it into air, is a chiddush. It's a novelty. You know, that's why we take things for granted, but you see something unique. But how goofy, gosh, the is spoiled from a chiddush. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's a, human beings can be misbelled from a chiddush. So chiddush goes and says, no, it's because the tainu, because it's mamshich, a whole new level of elokus. Because when you mamshich air, there was already air before. When you take cheshech the air. My point being is that in pleasure itself, there are many levels. And since the Aveda is to connect Hashem on all levels, so the tainu, within the tainu, within the tainu, etc., etc. And there's no limit of how high you can reach.
But one more point I want to make about this, and that is, and yet, also on Rosh Hashanah, Shechol is B'Shabbos, we still say the Pesukim, Malchus Zechlein Shefers. As Chassidus explains, why do we say the Pesukim B'Chlal? If you're sounding Shefer, why do you have to say the Pesukim? So one of the reasons is because you always bring a raya from Teira. Like we, from that we learn also why we say Atareisa Simchas Teira, to bring a raya to the Simcha of Simcha Sayyem. So in Teira, that's what you do. You first bring a raya from the Pesukim, and then you do the Mitzvah. Or the other way around, you do the Mitzvah, then you bring the raya. But it goes deeper than that. The Pesukim are also Hamshacha. So when we say the psukim, it's like we're being mamshechit. So, so the point being is, even on Shabbos, when we're not actually blowing shefer, the gashmiz dikashefer, it doesn't mean there isn't a ruchniz dikashefer. So that's why even on Shabbos you say the psukim, so it also has the mila of what shefer would have on a regular day. So this is just a summary of what this is, this kvias, and somewhat in our uh, personal, personal Aveda. So I want to just translate it into very practical terms. You know, what does it mean, practically speaking? So you connect to the Tainug of the Eberstein. So, <coughs> so Baksidim is always an expression. There was uh, the idea of bringing Nachas uh, to the Reb. How many times have you heard it in your childhood? Brings Nachas to the Reb, right? And I mean, it's a nice expression, especially if you give nachas to parents and definitely to the Rebbe. The Rebbe gave us work to do and you want to make the Rebbe satisfied. The Rebbe, of course, is Shoma uh, Klolis and Aisha Lekim. So it's really bring nachas to the Eberster. But the Rebbe is the one that actually, the Shliach, that gave us that particular work. Nachas is a Tainuk thing. It's not a specific thing. It's not like the Eberster, the Rebbe gives you a Shlichus, you can go do a specific detail. Obviously, the shlichus consists of a detail. You have to do the detail. But when you say, Nachas, Ruach, Lefonai, Shenasafa, Shamati, Venasafa, Tseni, that's a Tainuk thing. It's a general Tainuk. But what's the, what's the point? The point is like this. Um, we all know when the Mishkin was being built, so we have, Moshe tells Bitzal that you should build a Mishkin. How does it begin? After the Yichuli Truma, so it begins. It starts, it starts with the Kalim, the Odin, the Meneda, the Mizbeach, the Shulchan, the Mizbeach, and the order that goes. And then he starts talking about the Yiris, the walls, and the coverings, and so on. Later, we read, when Abitzal starts building it, he builds it the other way around. First, the Yiris. And the Gemara explains that when Mahisha told Abitzal how to build it, Abitzal said, that's not meaning a Elam. You don't first build furniture. And then you build a house around it. First you build a house, and then you bring the furniture in. I mean, I'm using my words. It's not the words from the Gemara exactly. First you build the binyan, then you bring the kalim. You don't start with the kalim and then. Where are you, you going to put the kalim? I mean, it's a normal thing, right? You all live in houses, I'm sure. First you had a house, and then you ordered uh, the furniture. Um, and and, and Meshach says, you're right. Betzel kale, Betzel kale. Betzel had particular chokhmah. You're right. Okay, the Klotzkash is one second. Moshe, I mean, he was not a, maybe he wasn't the architect of the Mishkin, but it doesn't take tremendous seichel to understand what the Tzal says. What was the Havamim? So there's a different explanations in the Maimarim. One of the explanations is that Moshe was the visionary. He's the Isha he's the person who's bringing the Teireh. What's the vision? What's the goal of the Mishkin? 
goal of the Mishkan is the Caliph. It's not to build Yerias as an end in itself. It's to serve, whether Ladas HaRambam, the Mizbeach, Karbonus is the Ikar Aveda, Ladas HaRamban, the Odin is the Ikar. But bottom line, it's Caliph. It's the Aveda Samishkin, Aveda. For us in the Migdash was Mishachanti Besecham. And Besecham is through all these uh, Kalim. So Moshe was speaking from the point of vision. But Saul was the architect, he's the builder. A builder is focusing on the details. It's not his job. So Moshe was speaking how he sees it from the vision of it all. But Saul is speaking that technically, you build, like we say, Seif Maise B'Machshavet, all of Machshavet Chila. Seif Maise B'Machshavet Chila. Machshavet Chila is the Seif Maise, the end. What's the end? Is Caleb, the Aveda. But in between, you have a whole Seidish Talshlus, and you have a whole way of building a Beis HaMikdash, a Mishkin. And that's, that's B'Tzal. What's the real story? What's the story behind the story? That we need to know both. You know, sometimes you get so caught up in details. I'll just use a business example. You build a business, and it's a very complex business, and people get so caught up in the details, and the boss sits down with everybody and says, one second, do you know why we run this business? And many people say, I have no idea. I just know what I have to do. In other words, when the details get disconnected from the vision, from the Yisod, it's a problem. You can be involved with people that are people that we know. I mean, I don't want to speak in any way negative, but especially before Rosh Hashanah, people who are Mekayim and Mahadir and every Digdu Kaushal, Divrei Sofrim, but they don't even know there's an Eberster. Or they forgot about the Eberster a long time ago. That's why Baruch HaBateh you can learn Teirah, and the Chaz Roshom, you learn it like a science. And you forget that there's a Baruch HaBateh Chila, Nesana Teirah, it says safe, soft, Teirah Azevu. You're going to forsake Teda too. Because when you get caught up in the details and you forget the Yisod and the Klal, that's a major problem. Obviously, just to have the Yisod, the foundation, and you don't have the details, you also don't have the fulfillment. That's why you need both. So it says, Rosh Hashanah is Kabbalah's El Malchus Shamayim, Kabbalah's Kaloli, El Kaloli. I'll call Hashanah Kula. Then comes Kabbalah's El Mitzvahs, the details. And I just true, Rosh Hashanah also has its Mitzvahs Pratis. But, but overall... It's about connecting to the, the foundation. Why are we doing this in the first place? Why is there a world? Why do we exist? What's the purpose? So when we say giving nachas to the Rebbe, you're saying, there's, yes, the details what I do, but then there's an overall bigger picture of what is being fulfilled. The shlichus that we have in this world to fulfill. I think I mentioned the, my father-in-law, when he was, went to the Rebbe Yechidus these days, his birthday was around this time. And it was Tavshin Yud Aleph, first year. <clears throat> and the Rebbe gave him a bracha for his birthday. He said to him, the Rebbe's Tzal Helfen, as a tale from the Inyanim, was the Rebbe Gevalt Eisfin, Zal Zacheisfin Durech Dir. A beautiful bracha. You could use it for, if you have to give anyone a bracha for a birthday. You know, that the Rebbe's should help, that a part of what the Rebbe wanted to accomplish in this world should be accomplished through you. For, for Chassidim, this is like uh, unbelievable. Because it means the Rebbe who was given the Shlichus Kloli and knows what the Shlichus of a Deir is, our Deir Ashvi, for example, and that you could be Zechid to be a part of that. So yes, you may be only doing one part, but that part should never be disconnected. It's to the biggest Nachas Ruach of the whole picture, the Tainu Kloli, of what the whole, whole purpose is. And I remember uh, when Bochum was starting to be sent to yeshivas, um, yeah, so there was the Australia was in the Chofs, 
Hofshin Chav Zayin, they never send the first Shulchan to Australia. But then later in the Lamets, she was in New Haven and Los Angeles and Cincinnati and Seattle, uh, different places. And I remember one of the, I think it was Lamed Vav. So the parents went with their kids, with their sons, to Ganed Natachn. The Rebbe said a few words, gave them, I think, uh, maybe either a quintus or a, a dollar. And the Rebbe said to the, to the parents, interesting expression, he said, um, I don't know if I ever heard the Rebbe say it any other time, but then he said it, he said, um, That's what the Rebbe said. That thank you for bringing the cho- the, your, your children till here. And from here on, I'll take them on my shoulders. You know, and I remember afterwards, if I bring about it, you know, for Chesusha parents, there's no bigger bracha like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Because, you know, it's not like Chaz Rishon, the Rebbe's taking away the children. On the contrary, you train them, you prepare them, now they're ready to go into the big league, so to speak. And the Rebbe takes it upon them. And I remember that had such a tremendous impact on the Bochrim that were there. Some of them were my chavelim. And on the, on the parents, you know, the idea that you're part of a, the big army of a shlichus for the whole generation. Just a dugme muchshis of, of a Indian that means that, that we connect the details to the Rosh Hashanah, the Reish, when the Chidush and the Tainug Rotson of the entire B'riyas Elam, Kavona Klolis and the Kavona Pratis come together. Actually, a very fascinating Maimon, Adena Elam Mem Gimel, where the Rebbe speaks about it, it's Mugir, about the difference between Kavona Klolis and Kavona Pratis. I'll compare him some summary about Yom Tashrash Shacholiz B'Shabbos. Everyone have a very good Gebench to Yark, Sivach Simateva. I'll see you in the new year, as they say. Um, and yeah, good Gebench to Yark. Shabia Shnas Segula, Pratis Segula Klolis. Next Thursday, we're on.